Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Brad and Hafner. Hey, 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 welcome back to Pure Victory Podcast. Matt here and not Brad in here today. I got a way prettier co-host, my wife, Louise. Hi, everyone. Happy to have you here. I'm very happy to be with you. It's good that we're happy to be together, and we are. I've been excited for this for a long time to get Louise on here. I figured it would happen. I didn't know how it would happen, but I figured we'd get you on here. And then, lo and behold, you found found Elisha and Katie, and you listen to way more of their podcasts than you do ours. It's true. <laughs> so Elisha and Katie, we love what you guys do with now that we're a family. And mm-hmm. um, and we're going to talk today about going screen free, going uh, maybe smartphone free and the wisdom in that, how to do that and whether or not it's necessary. But thank you guys for being here today. Well, thank you so much for having us, Matt and Luis. What a privilege. I tell you what, to be a part of your inaugural episode, that feels like quite the privilege. We've been looking forward to this. And uh, yeah, so and also thanks for everything that you do. You know, it's been so fun familiarizing ourselves with your ministry. And, you know, it goes without saying the need is far greater than what we have. And as far as being able to service people, you know, and care for people. And so the fact that you're putting forth so much time and energy and creating much helpful content is a tremendous blessing because, yeah, there's just such a great need in this space. So thank you for for everything you do. Well, you bet. It's it's uh, it's a real pleasure to do what we do. And I love I was on your website and seeing you, you have a box where people can sign up for your newsletter. And what it says is just follow us for what we're doing lately in our family. And I'm like, what a brilliant minister, or ministry, I think, but it's also a business. And just what you do if, if with your family is so intentional mm-hmm. and changes lives and changes families. And, and there's so much profound stuff that you guys have. Uh, listeners out there, I encourage you to go to their uh, now that we're a family podcast, taking their stuff and they've got five kids. Before we get into the topic today, why did you guys start what you're doing just in general with your business? What would you say, Katie? Why? Why did we do this? Well, we started out just, I'm one of 11 kids. I'm the oldest of 11 and Elisha is fourth born of 10 children. And so we both had exceptional experiences growing up and we didn't realize how rare that was to love your upbringing and want to recreate so much of that Mm -hmm. um, until we got married and then started, you know, meeting other young couples. And we were like, wow, we are so blessed to have both of our parents as role models that we were able to see firsthand in the home, um, raise us and our siblings. And so we originally started now that we're a family to share how our parents raised us and what we felt like they did right. And also address some of the things that we feel like we would do differently because obviously everyone has their own flair and Elisha and I are our own unit. We're taking things from his family and taking things from my family. Like I grew up, um, I moved 22 times before I got married and Elisha lived in the same house his whole life, you know? So we're going to have our own Katie and Elisha mix there, but really we want to do a lot of the same things our parents did. So that's how now that we're a family started was just to encourage other families with not our own experience, but the experience that we had growing up. And then since then, it's kind of grown into uh, sharing, you know, our oldest is six. So we are, we are just scratching the surface. I feel like there is so much to learn, but as we're on that journey with our own children and parenting them, uh, we are taking our listeners along for that ride. 
Yeah. I mean, in, in, every, in addition to, I mean, I don't know if I can add to any of that, but I would just say well, we feel abundantly blessed that we have a godly heritage. And I think as we are going to church as young, as a young married couple, we were around a lot of first generation Christians and they were trying to figure out whether or not they wanted to have children or when they did have children, how involved were the parents going to be in their education and what a discipleship look like. And it's, it's a great conversation for every you know couple to have for sure. But Katie and I started realizing how fortunate we were, you know, on so many of the episodes you ask people, you know, like what their father's role was in, you know, talking about pornography, talking about sexual purity. And when I've listened to you have those conversations, I'm once again, reminded of how blessed I was with my dad sitting me down with the Proverbs, reading Proverbs five, Proverbs seven saying, Hey, this is probably what this is going to look like in our life. You know, like you're probably not going to be walking on the street corner. I mean, you may, you know, but, but this is, it's, it's going to come in this form at, as young men. And this was at a young age and having a father that I could cut, confess sins to, um, and find freedom, you know, find, hear the gospel message from a very early age. Um, I was reminded once again, like I said, just in listening to your podcast, like, wow, I have been abundantly blessed and I don't want to take that for granted. I want to be even more intentional in my, in parenting my children, you know, and how I parent, parent my sons and my daughters. So, so yeah, I think that we, we just felt compelled to tell people that family can be awesome. I think people can have an abundant life with it. And it is the, the most precious institution that God has created here on earth, the earthly institution, and it's glorious and it's impacted the world more than any other institution. And so we should take it seriously. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It's so true how important family is. And, you know, you, you talk about sexual purity and obviously that's what we're what we talk about on the podcast. And so in scripture, it talks about, um, you know, if, if something causes you to stumble, cut it off, throw it away. It's better to get rid of it um, than have your whole body go into the lake of fire. And, and the reality is um, there, there was there more accessibility now than ever. A lot of the older guys, older generation, they'll look and they'll say like, man, we didn't have this technology and the phones and the devices. Back in the day, I mean, I've heard it a hundred times from guys. I used to have to go to a gas station and buy a porn magazine and the shame associated with that. It stopped me. Well, now it's not the case. And so from the start of time, sexual sin has been a heart issue. We have to deal with the heart and change the heart and renew the mind. And and that's ultimately where transformation comes from. But the reality right now is accessibility is a real issue. And so um, dealing with smartphones and devices is so important for you guys. I'm curious. Um, just for both of you, and maybe both of you can speak to us this, because I know, Elisha, you did this first, you made the change first, and then Katie, but why was it important for you guys to get smartphones out of your life and just speak to that process? Yeah, there there are multiple facets and multiple reasons why we've chosen to go this route as individuals and, and also as a family. You know, growing up uh, with, you know, kind of being there at the advent of smartphones, I can remember getting my first smartphone and maybe I was 17, 18, 19 years old. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And then what was, you know, what was going to be my stumbling block? You know, it was, oh, it was, it was via the phone, you know, when it came to that, that sexual temptation. And early on, even, and this was before they were like, everybody had a smartphone. I was like, I don't want this in my life. So I got rid of it. Didn't have it for multiple years. And then, you know, I get into real estate and, oh man, you have to have a smartphone for real estate. And so I got a smartphone again. And of course there are countless tools and benefits to having a smartphone. And sure enough, you know what, again, I a hundred percent agree with what you said, the heart of the issue. I mean, you know, sin comes from the heart, you know, the heart of man needs, needs saved and it needs uh, rejuvenated and regenerated by Jesus Christ. Uh, and we're grateful for that. But boy, like if you were to ask me when I was in real estate, if you were to ask the question, if you were to stumble in pornography, 
what would be like, what would be the access to it? You know, be like, well, I know for a fact it's going to be via my phone. And so when I got out of real estate, I thought, you know what, like my life would just be so much better in every area of it in, in regards to, you know, the eliminating the temptation, wasted time. And so I kind of cold Turkey about four years ago said, you know, I think I'm going to get rid of my, my smartphone. And this was a little sketchy for us because we were running an online business. Um, and, and actually Katie was like, I feel like I'm going to have to take a lot of the workload here. And she did there for a bit until we figured out some systems around right. having a smartphone. And, and it was one of those things that I instantly felt, a, um, a quality of life improvement, you know, just in addition to the, again, the, the sexual temptation aspect was an aspect of it, living with that, 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 you know, people talk about like, well, you know, if you had a propensity for alcoholism and I'm sure every analogy has been used, you know, on, on your podcast, but people would say this, you know, you wouldn't want to move that guy in above a, a liquor store. And I was like, what are you talking about? That's not at all the proper analogy. It's like, if you have a propensity towards alcohol and you've got an unlimited flask of whiskey in your pocket, you know, that's free and you can go, you know, and it, and actually it's the type of whiskey where you drink it. It's never on your breath. You can, you know, get away with, you know, consuming it for years and nobody knows. And that's really what the smartphone has provided and introduced to this generation of men and of adolescents, where it's such a personalized device. You can be anywhere where, and nobody will ever know, you know, and you, and you really start believing this lie that it's just, it's just my thing. You know, it's just between whatever I, you know, I, I confess it to God, you know, and I get right. And there are so many lies around that. And so again, I think there are many men that walk free from pornography, owning a smartphone. Uh, but for me at that point in my life, I thought, you know, if there's going to be a stumbling block, it's going to come through this phone. So I'm just going to eliminate that if I can. Yeah, I think that so often we think of our phones as these necessary evils in every sense of the word. You know, we get messages all the time, probably daily saying, well, I would love to get rid of my phone, but, you know, yeah. and some of them are very valid things, you know, like as a realtor, you can't unlock your lockbox without your smartphone, right? And there's things that we can do to dumb our phones down and restrict them and not have them be like totally accessible to everything. But I find that often I have the conversations with the stay-at-home moms because that's why I got rid of my phone. And if you're a stay-at-home mom, like, let me tell you right now, you do not need a smartphone. You just don't. So if you choose to have one, then that's great. We can all make that decision, but it's not necessary. And so if, if you feel like it's, it's weighing you down, then by all means, get rid of that thing. I really felt like it was my children were having to compete with my phone for my attention. Mm -hmm. And I thought I needed my smartphone because again, we had a business online. I was online daily. I was filming stories daily and we had to completely rethink how we had to completely restructure our business because we got rid of that device. It may, it put a lot of friction between getting content out, but as a result, the things that we really wanted to grow as far as the podcast and stuff like that grew, we started sharing our life less and that in its in and of itself was healthy. And I've just mm -hmm. been such a more patient mom. I think a lot of us is um, women will, you know, our husbands will come home from work and we'll be like, he's such a bum. He comes in, he sits on the couch and like opens the TV or whatever, but it's like, how often are we, I mean, the stats don't lie for four to five hours a day are sitting on our bums on the couch, scrolling social media, you know, and watching reels. So I don't know. It was just easier for me to get rid of the phone completely. And that's, again, that's not always the answer for everybody, 
Um, sometimes we just have to have self-control, <laughs> but sometimes it's just easier to, like you said, just, just cut it off. This isn't, it wasn't enhancing our lives. It wasn't. So logistically though, how does this work for you guys as a business? And even just, we use our smartphones all the time, like all the apps. I know we, we do Instacart, even just connecting with family, like FaceTime, how do you, and music. We, we listen to music through our phone. Great question. And I love yeah. it when people actually ask that question uh, because you, you you can tell that they're like, wait, you know, this is something that I'm, I really want to actually think about. You know, I want to consider mm -hmm. this. Uh, and Katie, do you want to start? Or yeah, absolutely. So I'll, I mean, I'll answer those three things first. There's a plethora of reasons that we use our phones. For me, directions was a huge one. I could not find my way to my neighbor's house without a smartphone. And there are definitely times where I have called up Elisha and been like, I do not know what's going on. Here's the address. And he pulls it up on his computer and like guides me to the house. That's happened. So there was a learning curve. Right. Um, I have gotten a lot better at directions and also our little flip phones now can actually, you can type in the address and then do manual directions. Ah, that's nice. So that's kind of cool. Um, but we will often like math class before we leave somewhere or something like that. But as far as like music, we love music playing through our home too. We have Spotify and stuff like that. So we actually will open a laptop computer and make the screen dark and just play um, music that way in our home. And then in the car, we have good old fashioned CDs. <laughs> so, <laughs> We play those in the car and audiobooks and stuff like that, or we sing as a family. Um, yeah. I mentioned a couple other things. Yeah, maybe shopping online. Sh oh, uh, yeah, Instacart. I, I love Instacart. So I order my groceries in the morning before the kids get up on my laptop and just get them sent to our house. Um, so a lot of apps have desktop versions, which mm -hmm. is great. Um, there have been very few that I haven't been able to find that way. So we still have laptops. It's just there is that friction between, um, you know, I'm, I'm not logging on and seeing all the notifications right away. I'm able to like have a time and a place to sit down and do computer work. So it kind of separates it from day to day life. Hmm. As far as being in touch with family, we do like we don't have any family that lives locally. So that's really important to us. And I've never done a great job in the family text threads like <laughs> do better. <laughs> um, we have a point and shoot camera. And so, you know, we're able to upload the photos to our computer. We can send them to family text threads. That way we still have the Apple IDs. And so all our iMessages pull up on our computers. So we're in group text threads and stuff that way on our computers. We can also FaceTime from our computers. Mm -hmm. um, five kids FaceTiming from a computer, grandma and grandpa is actually easier. Yeah. yeah that's true. <laughs> Be on the screen. So yeah. those are like a few of the things, it was definitely a learning curve finding the workarounds. And at mm -hmm. first it was really frustrating. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was something we really wanted. It was worth it to us. And it just started getting easier and easier. And now I don't, I think we're just as efficient and in a lot of ways more efficient than how we were before. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it was one of those things where we really wanted this. And, and I contrast that to a few months back. We, we decided to get rid of our Wi-Fi. We're like, let's just, let's see if we can get rid of the Wi-Fi as well. And that, that we only made it, I think, six weeks with that because we, stuff was falling through the cracks, you know, like nobody died, but it was getting to the point where it was like becoming dangerous, you know, for our family. Now, I'm being a little dramatic, but the, yeah. we were functioning very well in life it, because of things that we had systematized through Wi-Fi. And it was not the case when we got rid of our smartphones because the quality of our, we felt like our quality of life, literally there were challenges, but the quality of life improved really mm -hmm. from day one, um, where we just felt the anxiety lowered so much. 
in our home. I still remember, you know, one of the days before I chose to get rid of my smartphone, um, this was, you know, back, you know, there's, there's negative stuff online, right? You know, there's just negative news. I remember coming home from an amazing day. I loved the day I was wrestling with, I had three, three kids at the time. I'm wrestling with my son and I get a notification. I open it up and I don't even remember what it was to this day, but it just ruined my, my evening. You mm-hmm. know, it was probably a business thing, an unhappy customer or, you know, something financially that happened. And I was just in, I was in a really bad mood. I didn't enjoy dinner. I didn't enjoy my evening with my kids. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that the next morning. And I was like, what ruined my evening? It was something that could have waited until the next morning for sure. You know, had I gone mm-hmm. into the office and opened my email then, yeah. uh, had this thing hijacked my whole family evening. Um, and that was one of those like aha moments or those epiphanies where I was like, I don't know if we actually have to have this in our mm-hmm. home. Yeah, I think smartphones make it very easy to do things in the moment. So you can pivot really quickly and you can just do anything anywhere because it makes it so easy. That's also kind of the pain of it. And so you do have to really be proactive and think ahead if you don't have that. But it also keeps things in their proper places to a certain extent. And it eliminates the stress of trying to figure out like at the airport, you weren't prepared before. So now you're looking up your code or whatever, and you're seeing notifications for other things. And it could just like really increase the stress of the situation. Um, we're now like, we, we have to think ahead. We have to have all that stuff ahead of time. Um, so yeah, just, just not having those little things too in the middle of the day, take you off guard. Um, I just snap at the kids so much where my days are just like a lot more peaceful now. And I think too, you mentioned, um, oh man, what did you, oh, running our business online. So we had to, we now have someone who uploads our stories for us. Hmm. And so we film on a camera and she uploads everything and posts everything yeah. online. And so because we are running a business, that is an aspect of our lives. We weren't able to just like delete all our social media. And so, I mean, we probably could, but we didn't want to for the business's sake. So we've kept that around, but had someone else manage it. And so that's been great because um, I'm not, you know, filming the kids anymore and, and the contents had to change, but that's, that was something we wanted. Yes. I love that. You guys are so intentional about everything. <laughs> yeah. You've definitely inspired me and Matthew and the way you guys do life. I just don't know anyone else like that. And I want to learn from you guys. So. Well, it's encouraging to hear you say that. And it's really cool because, you know, I think Katie's a, has been intentional her whole life. She comes from a very intentional family. You know, I come from an intentional family too. But I think that oftentimes when people hear we're screen free or we don't have a smartphone, it they they almost think it's a very like um it's like a very defensive move or like a very conservative move. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because we we feel like it's if anything we do it to enha- it's enhanced our life. It's felt mm-hmm. like an offensive move. We've become more effective ministers of the gospel. We've become more effective parents. We've become more engaged in our community. And so I think you can, there are many defensive people, especially up here in North Idaho, where, you know, people are just like, Hey, get me out of the world. I want to go, you know, in my bunker. And, uh, and that's kind of fun to to talk about sometimes, you know what I mean? To store all your food and to get your guns and stuff. It's fun to have those conversations, but we still really feel compelled to engage in culture and engage in society and to raise up children that are going to be active and engaging in society. And so mm-hmm. I think that when we both realized this was an offensive move as Christians, we're, we're actually, we feel like we're moving the, the battle line forward. Then mm-hmm. it really got us excited and it, and it made us far more um, aligned in, in the mission. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love it. I, mm-hmm. What I keep hearing you say is really like it was worth it. 
because there is a cost to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I was 24 years old. I hadn't watched porn for two and a half years. I just got my first iPhone and someone said something about a porn site at work. I thought I wasn't interested in it, but I just got my first iPhone. And I'm like, oh, I have access to it. And long story short, I went back to it. And if I didn't have that iPhone, I could have saved another two and a half years of mm-hmm. engaging in that stuff and, and beat myself up and all of that. And so what I hear from a lot of guys that we work with is even with even just putting software on their smartphones or their devices, that's a stretch for people. But mm-hmm. going all the way and just getting a flip phone, it's like uh, the most common thing that I hear usually is that they need it for their work. And mm-hmm. so what I hear you guys saying is that sure, there's maybe a cost. I don't know if you guys see it that way, but there's adjustments. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe there are things that you just literally can't be part of anymore, mm-hmm. but it's worth it. On the other end, like your mental health, just the purity, the, the time with your kids is worth it. Hey, can you can you speak to that a little bit? The people that are kind of weighing the cost and maybe saying, ah, it's too hard or not convenient enough. Yeah, well, I mean, I want to hear from you, but I'll start. And, it, you know, and it's one of these things where we are an anomaly. And obviously, we kind of feed into that. It kind of it does feel kind of fun being an anomaly, right? Yeah. <laughs> but no, the people we look up to, people that, you know, we align with in, in ministry, they all have smartphones. We don't, we don't look at these things as being, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the worst thing that's ever existed. However, like, I do think that you, you, you mentioned that word worth it and the sacrifice. And, uh, I, I go back to, to, um, I don't know, Proverbs 22, three, you know, like the, the prudent man foresees evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and, and are punished. And as we've pulled away from this, you know, you talk about it from a sexual purity standpoint, but I just think as far as a competition for our attention, you know, that mm-hmm. there is such a competition for our attention and Satan wants our attention. And the last place he wants it is being intentional with our children, you know, to be pouring into our spouse, to be feeding our marriage, to be thinking of ways we can serve in the community or serve our, our fellow brothers and sisters. And, you know, sexual temptation aside, the phone just offers a myriad of distractions that, that take you away from the moment. And mm-hmm. I don't know how to do the math with this, but it felt like for every, you know, 10% of productive work I was doing on my smartphone, it was bringing, you know, 10,000%. Again, I'm not a mathematician, but it was just bringing all of this wasted time and cluttering my brain and making me ineffective. And, and I think that in a lot of ways, our life got, our life got smaller in the sense that we were thinking about less. We were thinking about like our, our marriage. We're thinking about in like real time, like, how are you doing? We're thinking about our children. Wait, how, what are their actual needs right now? We were thinking about our small group and what they're going through and our, our world got a lot smaller. And, and, and I would think, I think that that's a good thing. I think Mm -hmm. that impact is actually greater when you make your physical world a lot smaller and you're able to be very present in that physical, physical world. Um, and, but going back again, you know, I'm talking about the pros because I'm an advocate of this, yeah. the, the sacrifices, they, they are there. And, um, whether it's a work opportunity or whether it's just access to, to different applications and to, I mean, on a weekly basis, I get text messages that have an empty link that I can't open. Right. People are saying, hey, check this out or hey, join this group. And they don't know I don't have a smartphone. Right. And they're and so I have to call them, hey, you know, can you actually send that to my email? And this is happening. It's not like all the pain is gone. Still on a on a regular basis, there are there's friction that we experience because of not having a a smartphone. But it's funny because each time that happens, it's just a reminder to me of how much I still 
enjoy enjoy not having a smartphone. The pain is there, mm-hmm. but the pain of giving in to sexual sin, the pain of not being present with your kids, all that pain is not there, or at mm-hmm. least not to near the same degree. Yes. So yeah, I love it. Go ahead, Katie. Yeah, well, I would say everyone really has to know themselves. And as far as is it worth it, is it not? Well, what are you trading it for? Like mm-hmm. if you have a great life and you have your smartphone and you use it like my sister, she's like the most it's not a burden for her to have smartphone. And so it does make her life easier in a lot of different ways. And so I think that's great. But if you're struggling with any kind of addiction, whether that is, you know, you mentioned sexual purity, whether that's just like a wasted time addiction, a social media addiction, um, a comparison addiction, any of those things, then to me, there's there's like no excuse for why you wouldn't get rid of it. You know, there's, there's no trade that is better. What you're going to be, you're going to, you know, order groceries easier, but you're going to, you know, yes. sin or, you know, in, in all these different ways. Yeah. Like to me, it's just like, that's, that's the cost doesn't compute to the reward and that for certain individuals. So you have mm-hmm. to know, yourself, is that a, is it worthwhile trading in or is it like a great tool that you can use in your life and it's not harming you? Hmm. That's awesome. And what about you guys as a couple since not having it? Has it been more intentional with time together and your conversations? And It really has increased just our, our like I, I, we've already said, uh, you know, a hundred thousand times, just being present with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, our living room, our kitchen, our, our dining room table, uh, they are places of of rich conversation and, um, you know, fun moments that we're actually sharing with, with one another. And, um, and I don't think, I don't, I mean, who knows, you know, never say never, but we don't want to go back. I don't, we, we keep thinking like we, each year we think something's going to make us go back, you know, where they're like, Oh, we're going to have to have a phone for this, or we might have to have a phone for that. But the longer we're away from it, the, the more we really enjoy our, our lives without mm-hmm. them. Um, and, and our marriage and our parenting. Yeah. What, what, how would you say it's affected our marriage? Yeah. I mean, I think we had a lot of things put in place before we actually got rid of our smartphones. Like we would never take our phones into our room. That was just a off, off limit zone for phones. And so we had little like alarm clocks, like the legit alarm clock, you just plug into the wall and that's what got us up in the morning, but we weren't on our phones. We would have them on airplane mode till after breakfast. Um, so we wouldn't take them on dates. I mean, I never took my phone. So Elisha took his, but I just never had mine with me. Um, cause I'd be the one to get more distracted on it. And so, you know, we had these little things put in place. I think the nice thing about completely getting rid of it is we only have so much willpower. And so it's nice to not be using that willpower to not look at my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like when we're in conversation, nothing's competing for that attention, even though yeah. I feel like good guidelines before. So I don't feel like it necessarily massively enhanced our communication or whatever, because we knew that our marriage was more important than the phone. Like yeah. we didn't struggle with that in our relationship, but it's nice not having to think like, oh, maybe I should be checking that real quick or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one thing that I always see with people, just with pornography, as an example, pornography is an escape from something. And people are, I often will say, emotionally or spiritually immature. We don't know how to deal with hardships or stresses in life because we escape into that. So it would be the same with a smartphone, though. You guys are saying that your communication was good, but a lot of couples, a lot of marriages, their communication is not good. Mm -hmm. And they both spend so much time on the phone. And so imagine getting rid of that. They would have to come together or face their communication or face the lack of intimacy or lack of communication, lack of communication. Exactly. Yeah. And how much more would they grow? It would, it would be so worth it. Mm-hmm. And so, 
I, I love it. Hey, can you speak to parenting too? We, we don't have a lot of time left, but I wanted to, we wanted to ask this. And, but one thing that's changed is um, I do these parenting talks for parenting through sexuality and sexualized world and talking to your kids about sex and porn. And so emphasizing the, what I would consider to be the lack of need for smartphones. Yeah. You know, both Katie and I's parents were very intentional um, in introducing us to technology and introducing us to various forms of media. And one thing that we've th talked a lot about with our own family, when, when maybe, maybe a lot of people in our, in our home group, or maybe a lot of people at your church would all agree, you know, teenagers shouldn't have smartphones or your young kids shouldn't have smartphones. And, and we wholeheartedly agree with that. But I think oftentimes it looks like all your, all the kids sees is what they're missing out on. Mm -hmm. And something that we've been very intentional in our home at is, you know, creating people call them all, all sorts of things, but, you know, dream boards or vision boards, or we call it like our list of 100 things to be, do, or have. And we are very proactive on what we are running to versus what we are trying to flee from. And we want to remind our kids of that from a young age. You know, we love being outdoors. We, and we've got pictures of all the hikes we want to go on. You know, we found cool pictures online and we love skiing up here, you know, and so the kids look forward to skiing and they're saving up to get their own skis. And that's how we grew up. We grew up with families that were very proactive in playing music together and skiing as a family. And again, it's going to look different for each family as to what their propensities are and to what skill sets they have in their marriage. But we, we want to be able to show our kids how much life there is to be lived uh, away from a phone. And, and, and then when they, when they view that, I think that they're not seeing it as a penalty. They're not seeing it as uh, something they're missing out on. Uh, yeah. There's hopefully everything they get to, to be a part of. But would you add anything to that? Yeah. Our goal is to give our kids cravings right now of life. Like, mm -hmm. so when they do get, when, you know, they're adults and they decide, hey, I want to try this iPhone thing out or whatever. I have no doubt that our kids probably will think, hey, technology is cool. Mom and dad are backwards. <laughs> I'm going to try this out. Um, oh, when they experience that, they will know, just like we knew, okay, we had a very rich life before this technology. We, we loved reading books. We loved going on hikes. We aren't doing these things. We aren't skiing anymore. We're just sitting here on our phones. We're just watching shows in the evening. We're just on technology all the time. And so we had something to go back to and we had something to compare our current life to, where I think when your kids grow up on technology, that's their craving. That's what they want. And they don't know life without it. And so they can feel very, very lost if they don't have other hobbies and other skill sets and things that have been cultivated. So even when people approach us with, well, you know, you aren't preparing your kids for living in a technological world. Right. I think, you know, technology is so easy. That's, that's the whole point of it is it's easy. They can pick it up if they ever need it, if they ever would like to try it. But our our job right now is to give them a very rich, full life without that. And that includes, you know, a lot of social interaction with their friends in person, especially mm -hmm. as they get older. And, you know, right now, like my son will take our flip phone and call his cousins and he sits in the back room and chats with them and he has a blast doing that. And so I can see getting him, you know, it doesn't mean your child has to go phoneless. So you can't contact them when they're at school or when they're without you, but it doesn't mean that they need this unprecedented access to. Yeah. Yeah. Katie mentioned appetite and we really feel like we have got such an awesome opportunity to cultivate healthy appetites within our children. You know, when Katie and I got married, uh, our growing up, the, the standards for candy in our home were far different. And so on our honeymoon, I bought a pack of Skittles and, and Katie, she took it and she opened it. She gave me three and she took three and then she folded it up. 
and, and put it over like by the dresser in our hotel room. I was like, what are you doing with this? <laughs> well, this is good for tonight. And like, what are you talking about? But that's a great example of her, like, her tolerance for sugar. That was it. You know, just kind of like, this is what I'm used to. And we can do the exact same thing for media with our kids, you know, and for, with video games, with movies, with everything where their tolerance for that is very little and their tolerance and their appetite for rich literature or for outdoor activity is very high. They just got a high tolerance for it or, or you know, a, a craving for that, for healthy things. And like Katie said, as we don't need to, I mean, I don't know about you. I don't need to practice getting into sports media. Like I don't, if I, if I step away for a year, I'm really good at getting back into it, you know, yeah. time to practice. And I think that's how it is with so many things. When you look at the marketing budget behind the biggest companies, they're making it really easy for us to partake in these things, right? They're making it really easy to consume their content and their media. And then when you look at some of the things you care about, your marriage, your health, your children's well-being, and you look at the marketing budgets behind, you know, ministries or foundations that are, you know, supporting those things, well, you know, it's obviously a drop drop in a bucket compared to the other marketing yeah. budget incumbent upon us to do the hard work of presenting it to our children and introducing it to them in a way where they want to partake. We love what you've been sharing tonight. And we're so thankful, but would you like to share just a little bit about some of the programs you guys offer? So um, the Get It All Done Club is a program that I started to help women who felt like they were really drowning in motherhood. I, I love being a mother. And when I first, uh, when we first got married, we had our first three kiddos in three years. And it was all of a sudden a lot. And it was very overwhelming. And I started talking to more and more moms and it just felt kind of like a big pity party. And so I knew that there could be something different from seeing my own mother raise all 11 of us. And so I started to develop systems that could create a home that ran smoothly and efficiently. And so I could devote time to the things I actually enjoyed doing, which were my children hanging out with Elisha and working on hobbies that were really enjoyable and fulfilling to me. And so that's what the Get It All Done Club is all about, just making streamlining life so that life in motherhood does not equate to, oh, dishes and laundry and that never ending cycle. Mm -hmm. So a couple thousand women have gone through the program. It's an incredible community of Christian women. And I just feel honored at this point to just be a part of the community. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. And then I run the growth initiative. It's a, the, my program's live coaching. It's six weeks long every quarter. And, and that's for men that are looking to thrive in their faith. They're looking to grow as fathers and as husbands and to also thrive in, in their occupation, their career, their ability to earn and provide for their family. Then also taking care of other things that are important to them too, like their health. And I tell you what, Katie talks about being humbled, you know, feeling humble to do this. I, I feel that like tenfold when I get on my live calls every, every quarter with a new of men. And I see the men around really the world, you know, it's because it's not just in the U.S., these men that they are great Christian men and nobody at their church would, would pull them aside and be like, Hey, you know, I think you need to do a little better. I think you need to grow, but they know within themselves, like I need to grow. I want to grow. I want to be a better father. I want to be a better husband. And they're taking, they're investing their own money. They're investing their own time mm -hmm. to grow in the areas of life that matter most to them. And once again, it's an amazing community and I get fired up every time I'm with those guys. So I, I feel privileged and honored to be able to be a part of that as well. Yeah. And then our, um, one other program that we actually just released this year was with my parents and it's called Marriage Maximizer and it's a marriage course. So my parents have been coaching marriages for the last 15 years and from newlyweds to, I don't know, people that have been married for 20 or 30 years and are dealing with all that baggage 
um, from just years worth of, of not being able to have breakthroughs. And so um, they've been the biggest marriage mentors in our lives. And so it was incredible, an incredible experience to really package their program. My dad shares a lot about his struggle with pornography and the effect that that had on their marriage and uh, how they were able to find freedom and uh, just new trust in that together. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, yeah, we just, we have a lot of different programs over on now that we're a family.com. Elisha's well, a music teacher. So we also have music lessons. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we really love encouraging families. Mm. Awesome. I love it. And you guys have encouraged us. And I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. When are we getting rid of our smartphones? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> we have to do a little more research and I figure out like even like where do you get a flip phone? Like what kind of flip phone? I don't yeah, know. it's not as easy as you think. Yeah. You go into an AT&T store or whatever and you ask for a flip phone and they think it's a joke. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We have we have one guy that he just started with us and and he told his group he has a flip phone or has a flip phone. They're like, You do T9 texting? He's like, Yeah, I do. I do T9. Yeah. He's like, Wow, <laughs> guys couldn't believe it, but it's it's uh, awesome. Yeah. So it is something uh, that excites me though. Like I I love just um the life and the attention that it's gonna give our family. Yeah, I think for both of us it's gonna be a win. It's just now figuring out like probably have to buy a GPS, like maybe a camera because I love taking pictures, but all those things. So when you say, things, when you say we're going to research, it's not research whether or not we will do it, but research how to do it. How? We will. We will. It's going to be awesome. Thank you so much, you guys. This yeah. has been so good talking to you. Yeah. Our pleasure. Thank you so much for having us on and thank you for everything that you're doing and keep up, keep up the amazing work. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.